0: Gaming NBS, episode 244, being recorded Sunday, May 26th, 2019. Welcome to Gaming NBS, tabletop RPG podcast. I'm Sean.
1: And I'm Brett. Welcome to the show. Welcome back, folks. Glad everybody's here. How are you doing, Sean?
0: I'm doing fantastic, Brett. How are you doing? Not
1: bad. Long weekend. Yeah. And uh, I uh, got some pretty decent gaming on it. My buddy Nick wrapped up his D&D game on Friday. Saturday I ran my Avalon Pathfinder game. That went really, really well. Um, I killed Lenny's character, which felt good. That's always good when that happens.
0: It's always good.
1: uh, Yeah. Take one of your best (laughs) friends, just grind his character beneath your heel. That's always fun. So we got that done.
0: Yeah. Well, check that one off.
1: Exactly. And AJ has got one of his uh, buddies coming over tomorrow for part of the day and he was asking me he goes hey dad i want to either go to his house or i'm gonna have him come here i'm like okay well what, what do you what do you want to do if you go over what What do you plan to do or whatever and he's like well if we come here i'm hoping you'll run dnd or something i'm like ah, i can do that so i'll be running dnd tomorrow so that'll be fun
0: excellent
1: did you do any gaming this weekend
0: no gaming this weekend
1: ah oh, disk disk
0: i know it's all right Sorry. I got plenty. I got plenty in front of me. <laughs> I'm trying to balance all this crap. God damn it!
1: All right, so let's do let's do announcements real quick. We still doing awesome dice.
0: Uh, May is the deadline, so this would be the last kind of hurrah before next week we'll draw a name. So up until and, next week.
1: Okay, so next week we'll draw the name, and then that's it.
0: I think so. I think I will have to check with Brandon. Okay. Um, so what we're talking about is uh, if you enter your email into our website at gamingnbs.com you'll be entered to win a set of dice from awesomedice.com. If you do not win a set of dice from awesomedice, you uh can buy something from them. You go to awesomedice.com, place an order, use gamingbs at checkout and you will save. You have to place an order for $10 or more and then you'll save 15% off your order using that promo code.
1: So our winner in April was James Sweetland. Did he get a hold of you?
0: He has not. Damn it, James. I will email him. Good. Because he's probably behind in episodes like everybody Everybody. else is. (laughs) Fair enough. Okay, cool.
1: Um, Of course, GameholeCon.com and Evercon.org. Evercon's my small convention. About 1,200 people up in uh, Wasa, Wisconsin. That'll be in January. Um, We've got our events registration open now because it takes a while for folks to get things in. So I want to make sure that's cooking. Game Ocon, of course, is happening in uh, over Halloween this year. So, (coughs) excuse me, Sean, I'll be there. I've got um, three different Avalon game sets. Sean, have you got anything put in yet for Game Ocon? No, no, I don't
0: don't have a single one yet.
1: You should totally do that because we said we'd run more games this year. Fine. You should totally do that.
0: I will. I will. I will. Don't worry. Okay, good, good. I will.
1: And because it's Halloween, I'm thinking I've got to do a Cthulhu-y type something. Something's got to get run. That has a, some horror bent to it. My Avalon oh, right. stuff tends to be kind of darky, gritter, gritty horror type of piece from fantasy, but I want to do something a little a little more Cthulhu-esque. So I think I know a guy who might have a Cthulhu-esque type of thing I could Maybe. pull out and do Maybe. something with. Maybe. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if we can we'll see hey, we pull that together.
0: We have had people ask, like, hey, are you guys still doing like the Gaming NBS banner thing for Gamehole Con?" The answer is... Yes.
1: Yes. If you want to, if you want to run a game under our banner, you um, it would be great if you talk to Sean and I and say, "Hey, I'd like to do this." We could say, "Oh, really cool! What are you running?" Um, and then we can help pimp your game for you. And then you say, "Hey, I've submitted the game. It's under the Gaming NBS <coughs> uh, banner." And uh, oh there you go, off to the races. So yeah. more people that do it, the cooler it is.
0: Eric B. Gator, yeah. aka Where Gator, was asking, and so oh hell yeah, um, yeah, if you would be so kind as to, um. List your game under gaming abs. There's a group, I think there's a group field. You just put gaming abs, that would be greatly appreciated. We've been known to give a little token of appreciation. Yes, we haven't decided what that's going to be, but I think everybody's been happy with what we've supplied so far.
1: Yeah, it's always been fun. And the cool P, the other cool part is that it's (laughs) we only had uh, had one opera, we had one time when a game master wasn't able to make it, it canceled last minute. We quick backfilled it, Edwin Nagy was great, stepped in to help us out. But otherwise, our GMs have been top-notch. They've shown up, and um, I'd like to think it's because they're running our banner they want to do us proud, but they're just fucking awesome game masters. So they show up, they run a really good game, and it's always been a lot of fun. So come on down. Hope to see you at GameHulkCon this Halloween. All right, Sean. <coughs> good grief. Should we um, – what do you want to do? Should we skip it? Let's move.
0: Let's go to the main topic. Let's
1: go to the main topic. We got right. We got big stuff to talk about. Big stuff.
0: All right, so first responder by Day and Gamer. He's the author of Carnival of the Damned, a module for Dungeon Crawl Classics, and designer and developer of the upcoming RPG, Dark Trails, a game which pays homage to the popular Weird West genre that can be played alone or use the rules found in Dungeon Crawl Classics, RPG by Goodman Games. We want to welcome David Beatty to the show.
1: Woo, David Beatty!
0: David, this is where you say hi. You can unmute yourself, Dave. Did we lose him?
2: No, I'm here. Oh, good. Thank God. <laughs> no, you said you were muting me, dude. I've just been listening to you guys. And I'm going to tell you, you guys are like milk and honey.
1: Your voices are just oh nice. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> You've been drunk with both of us before, dude. You know it's not that good. Man, let's not-, not let that get out. At least I'm not drunk on
2: your podcast, which is a first, I think.
1: <laughs>
2: i think i destroyed the guys at uh Glowburn with the talks of winnie the pooh and the pantsless bear and quest for honeypot so i'm not going to do that to you guys well that's good because we we
0: <laughs> there's the power of editing <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh that's awesome
2: well thanks for having me i appreciate it and it's good to talk to you guys again it's always cool to. normally we don't talk a whole lot unless we're hanging out at cons. so
1: oh this is cool man yeah we so, need to get
0: together more often <clears throat> Have family over, you know. Have drinks. Yeah, so, still-
1: so, Dave, where are you stationed out of? Uh, Greenville, South Carolina. Greenville, South Carolina. All right, yeah. cool. I knew it was South Carolina. I could not remember exactly. You,
2: where. you know um, where those clowns stand on the side of the road and like scare people with <laughs> bottles of Fago and balloons? That's oh, where yeah. I live.
0: That's where you live. Oh, yeah. okay. Was that the 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 crazy? the crazy clown thing yeah. going on yeah we was yes. going
2: around i think a, a couple of years ago that that's me yep. man i mean it wasn't me but <laughs> wait no we heard it here that was yeah. dave baby <laughs> i did I, I did do the carnival of the dam so it kind of makes me wonder if there's not like a clown cult around here
1: <clears throat> so did you oh, i'm going to do a total aside did you i have not seen the new version of it but there's the second chapter of it i right, haven't just come is, seen, is out. it out yet no i saw okay. a trailer for it <laughs> it looks fucking creepy yeah As I well know, i love the first one i thought it was really awesome yeah. Okay, I have the not first seen movie. that one Not Wait a minute. That's
2: the, the, I love the first remake. Yes.
0: In the only movie. clown I love is Flip Flory. So, Flip, if you're listening, you're the only one that doesn't creep me <laughs> out, buddy. Flip <Yeah>, Flory. <laughs> flip Flory, man. It's up in the New England, up in the New Hampshire area. Yeah? Nice. Yeah. All well, right, I'm,
1: baby. So, what we're talking why we about got here, it, Why
0: do we got this guy on our so show, anyway? We
1: got him on the show for a couple of reasons. One, um, we love Dave, so that's, that's cool. Two- um, Dave's got a Kickstarter for Dark Trails RPG. We'll have links in the show notes and all that stuff, Sweet. and we'll uh, we'll bug we'll bug Dave to give us a little rundown. And the other piece is that one well, of the genres that Sean hit on periodically, but not very often, and I don't think it gets a lot of a lot of press or a lot of coverage. And quite frankly, I don't know anybody other than Mr. Beatty who's running something in the American Wild West that time period that that post Civil War. You know, gunslingers and all that type of thing.
0: And you know what they got in the Wild West? What's that? They got a little of this. <laughs> you know what? Else, you know what else they got in the Wild West, right? Oh, they got trains.
2: <laughs> right. Of course. Man. <laughs> Tell you what, the class just went down like two points
1: on this yeah, podcast. The, whole, the, the IQ of our listeners just dropped. <laughs> So Dave, let's let's do this first. So Dark Trails RPG. Um give us what, what's uh why is this cool? What's the what's the mechanical engine behind it? Give us a quick little blurb on this. Uh
2: well I think the, the coolest thing about Dark Trails is probably the classes. I think people really uh they they find the classes addictive and the there's obviously an abundance. I think both of you have played, right? Sean, haven't you played? I know. I have you played.
0: played. Okay. I did play, yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah, and there are eleven playable play. Or excuse me, eleven classes that you can play, and I know that sounds like a lot, but it's uh, they're not. I don't think they're too bad. They're not. I don't think they're any more crunchy than the the DCC classes that you would find. So you have some really interesting classes. They're all kind of based on the supernatural and some things that happen in the backstory of the game. So I don't know where they came from, but um. I came up with these, and then after the classes were developed, I started really trying to work on some mechanics to add on top of the DCC games that would give it more of kind of a Western feel, if that makes
1: sense. Okay, so you took the Dungeon Crawl Classics Goodman Games engine and said, hey, I'm going to...
2: Yes. Um, Okay. When when this thing started to kind of heat up a little bit, and I think I took it to Gary Khan and... 2016 so that was maybe four or five months after we started running it here at home um after that weekend i was like this is probably something that you know could potentially develop into a product at some point uh so i asked joseph and he was he's always been just super nice to me i, I don't know if you feel sorry for me or <laughs> what, but he's always been awesome and he I asked him i was like you know i don't want to I don't want to do a book, I guess, that adds to the book count that you have to have to play this game. Would it be okay if I bring some of the essential rules over for, you know, Dark Trails and add some things on top of it? Oh,
1: so you're looking at a standalone versus, oh, here, I got to go buy the DCC book and this ad. Okay. I think, if
2: I'm not mistaken, like Hubris, I think that goes on top of DCC, but you still have to have the DCC rules to play it. If gotcha. I'm not mistaken, uh, I could be wrong, but I think that's, that's what's going on with hubris. And I think there are a few other books that uh, follow that same recipe. So, um, his response was, I don't know why he said this. He's a your grandfathered in baby. So, <laughs> so, um, basically what you've got is a standalone game. And I'm, I'm really proud of that because, i I know there are some folks who've backed the Kickstarter who probably don't know what DCC is. Um, that's kind of cool in a way because it may actually bring them into the fold, you know, and some of the other Goodman games mm-hmm. products. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you, if you just want dark trails and you, that's all you need to have. And, and that's pretty cool. I think coming from a smaller publisher that's, you know, riding on the, the saddle of a bigger system.
1: Makes sense. Oh, that's a very cool dude. Did that so, answer your question? I
2: feel like. No, I, I totally did. It, it okay. absolutely
1: did. So <clears throat> let me think about this. So we're looking at. Right now, we'll probably um, we have as of today, the twenty sixth of May. You got twenty days left to go. You have four hundred eighty backers. You wanted twelve grand, and you're already at thirty two seven. So <laughs> I think you're doing okay, brother. I think you got this.
2: Yeah, I. Uh, it's funny because I I don't think any of the stretch goals. I think all the stretch goals that were were broken. Other people like message me because I tend to like just try and maybe look once a day. You know. Like when the, it first launched, I literally just turned off the computer and went and ran a few errands and thinking <laughs> that when I got home, I would look at it and my phone just started blowing up. I had to like take it out of my pocket and put it on silence because people were looking weird at me. Um, but people were just saying, hey, you just broke this or you just funded or, and it was great. I mean, it was really awesome to know, but I think there were a lot of people that were probably... They were pretty damn excited about it, and that's always well.
1: You cool. funded in less than three hours, man. I mean, it's you, you put it, you put a lot of work and heart into it. And the Sean's played it. I've played it at cons, and the other people I've met who say, have you played this game yet? Yes, I have. I've never <laughs> met anybody who's played it and said, and not been, have you played yeah. this? I can't wait for this.
2: Well, there was one guy I didn't like it, but we buried him behind uh, the arena. Uh, yeah, oh
1: yeah, I helped you out with that yeah, one. Yeah, you I did. Think. We, I think we were that, supposed yeah, to yeah,
2: bring I I bring that. I, you edit <laughs> this out. No, but the the reaction to it has been, I, I mean, it, it's always, it's to the point now, the last two or three cons, people said, when's Dark Trail's coming out? You know, they they, they walk up to me, and, and it's very humbling you know, in a way, and it, it's, it's also, it makes you feel good because, like you said, I've worked on this for over three years, you know? So it's finally getting to that point where I'm ready to birth this baby I've
1: been carrying around for three years. Uh, <laughs> it's nice to know that people are waiting for it, you know? So I'll tell you what, let's lead into this other piece here then. So what made you think you know what I want to do? I want to do kind of uh, a mythos mixed with the Wild West. What draw you what drew you to Six Guns and Posse's and, you know, Capoele. all that stuff that goes into the John Wayne, yeah. the, the Clint Eastwood John? What makes you pick that genre versus I mean, anything else? Because there's plenty of other places and times to do this. But what drove you there?
0: I think I know why. I think I think think Dave wants to be. I I think he wants to be the Duke.
1: The Duke? Oh,
0: yeah, could be. I think he does.
2: (laughs) Yeah, maybe so. I don't know, man.
0: I think so, man. John Wayne. You wanted to be John Wayne.
2: Actually, probably not. But okay. it's okay that you think that. Um, right. I'm more <laughs> of an Eastwood
1: fan, to be honest with you.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. So, have you been like, a, were you like a Cowboys kid your whole life? Is that or no? I hated, I hated the whole Cowboys and
2: Indians thing. You know, the kids would play when they were little. It was with me. It was always like Batman or a superhero. So, um, we were talking a little before the show. This was a late thing for me. I mean, I, I never cared for westerns as a child. Um, okay. it just, I don't know, it just happened probably, I don't know, 10 years or so ago. I started really digging, you know, some of the better movies and, and that got me more into the, the weird side of it. Sorry about that. But, um, I think that with me, it's, it's, it's always about what pulls me into a game is, uh, the world and the options that you have. So. The first thing I look at when I flip through a game is, you know, are there any interesting classes or races that you, you don't typically see, um, when you look at a lot of the weird West or even Western role-playing games, there's, uh, I don't know. I, I think that, I think there was room to evolve and, and add something to that genre that wasn't currently being done. If that makes sense, um, Deadlands. Like I, what? Like what,
0: Like give us an example, Dave. What wasn't being done? Like what did you see as a gap?
2: Well, for for one, you've you've got to take the whole DCC community. I mean, it, you guys know it's Gonzo.
1: I mean, it, it's 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 weird. You know, I mean, no it, people who people who love the DCC game. I mean, I I enjoy the hell out of it. I I like playing it. I've run it a number of times. Yeah. it's a lot of fun. You meet people. like, Oh, you like this too? And there's like you're immediately family. It is a really good. Is a really good yeah. community. It's like a around. cult.
2: So <laughs> it really is. I mean, we're we're like a tribe or something. So you know, once you're in, you're in. But I think that um, playing a DCC game and then playing, say, a Five E game or you know one of the older editions, I, there's something about it that's different. And I'm not, I'm not saying that it's better than any other system, but there's a feel. I think there's a general feel that people walk away from that table. It's it's just kind of over the top crazy and if weird fantasy if that could be applied to I think an RPG I think DCC would really qualify for that so I think when getting back to your question I wanted to do something for the weird West or to use the weird West but to inject that feeling that you get. From a DCC game, you know, I mean, take the weird and like inject it with steroids and, and just kind of go crazy, which I think the, the classes in the game, I think they're all just kind of over the top different. I don't think there may be a few of those classes where, you know, you're like, okay, well, I've seen that in this game, but there are a handful of classes that you can play that I I really don't think you're going to find in any other weird West game. So, um, I don't know if that answers your question or not. No,
1: it does. It's interesting because I I look at the, you know, the the West. It's the the Wild West genre itself. Um, I know of you know Boot Hill, of course. There's Aces and Eights. There's uh, Deadlands. Have either of Um, you uh, played Boot Hill? I have not. um, Shit, no, strike that. I played Boot Hill like back in the eighties once.
2: See, I'd love to play that game now, but back when I was young, I was always about Gamble World or d and I had no interest in being a cowboy, you know, and doing some pew-pew. But, so, that's cool that you've played it. Sean, have you played?
0: I have not played any Western RPG. Okay. Wild cool. West. No. Except but, yours, Dave. Yes. I think, honestly. I think Dark Trails might have been the first and only.
1: I think there's something really cool about there's something cool about the the space right because it has when I look at like d and d like the exploratory aspects of it and so forth and things are crazy and wild and bits of lawlessness on a frontier i mean that was the west i mean after the civil war this crazy thing occurs it's all done and there's still there's political problems there's mm-hmm. intrigue people are you know <clears throat> the, the your first real um rail barons and all these big conglomerate type of, thing, you know, things that will grow into um, uh, ship monopolies and stuff later on, it all starts up there. There's carpet bagging, you, you know, all that, cr- all that stuff yeah. that happens in this growing nation as it's pressing westward and encountering mm-hmm. all these different things. Um, it's really cool. It's, it's very, it feels very hex crawl in a way, you know, when you look at some yeah, cool stuff, it's got a lot of that to it. And I think there's also a lot of mythology in the wild west
0: so what is it that makes a good wild west game in your opinion dave start
1: a good wild west or a weird west
0: uh well i or you want um, to put them together well i, I pick so if you
1: <laughs> so is your question sean like if it's in in the west like during that time period six guns sheriffs all that stuff there's certain aspects that need to be there for it to to sing is that what you're asking?
0: Well, I think you got to define a Wild West game. And then if okay. you say Weird West, you know, you can top that. Sometimes people will say Steampunk kind of falls into that space a little bit, too. but have yeah. heard
1: that, too. They're wrong, but that's nice that they think
0: well, so. Well, you know, okay. So, but um, I just, because there's Weird West and there's Wild West and there's, so, I mean, you could play. Thesis and Eights, you could play Boot Hill. Like, what, why? I guess when I play d d it's like, I'm going to create tour and I'm going to go and tour land and beat and kill things and adventure and explore. Where the Wild West, I know there's a little bit of exploration still that's available, but I it's still... I think I see where you're going with that. You know what? Like, what yeah. What makes it a place where people, like, role-playing gamers are going to want to go...
2: Come back. Over, and get and into. Yeah. 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 What is it that's going to draw, man? I think that's where... Uh, Maybe dark trails kind of fits with what you're saying because I get that it's like if you're just playing a Wild West game, or you know even a Weird West game, what's the driving story or what's the the backstory that's going to keep players at the table you know week after week wanting to continue a campaign? Um, that's kind of where I think the the backstory helps a lot because I did take some elements from Lovecraft and kind of I don't I don't know I haven't played a lot of Call of Cthulhu. Um, I don't have a lot of experience with it, but the few sessions that I've played, it was, it seemed like it was maybe 80% investigation with 20% combat. And I don't know how much you guys, I know you've both probably played Call of Cthulhu. That may be way off. I don't know. I guess it depends on who's running it.
1: But yeah, it it does. I mean if you play a Delta Green style Call Cthulhu game, there's there can be a lot, a lot more gun shooting and fighting and so on. I probably need to be playing Delta Green then, because <laughs> I can
2: only take you know I need to roll dice at least once an
0: hour or Pulp Cthulhu. Yeah, yeah. you'd
1: have to. Yeah, but if you played like an old school kind of that. Um, classic Cthulhu where, okay, I'm going to go to the library, yeah. check my library use, come through that. Okay, now let's put these clues here. Let's go talk to the librarian. Let's go back over here. Yeah. All the books and
2: dark trails have holes shot through them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But I think uh, the way it works is the whole theme of this, the backstory is um, there, there was a time where the elder gods actually ruled over man on earth and enslaved them. And at some point Uh, these celestials, benevolent beings, appeared and actually helped overthrow them. And in the process, it it brought the end of the first age of magic to the world, so there's no more magic. And they erased all history of the war. So no one would know about these Elder Gods anymore. Gotcha. So years and years later, um, several generations of man, only one Elder God escaped. Nyarlathotep actually escaped. He knew what was coming. Uh, and he took a very powerful relic, the Necronomicon, with him, Who that contains relics and rites that could actually one day maybe set these guys free. Because what happens during the war, uh, the battle that ensued, the Elder Gods were imprisoned and put into an internal slumber. So, case closed, we're done, Celestials leave, they erase all you know evidence of what happened, and the end of magic basically comes. So... Fast forward all these years, anytime there is a, like a major war or something, all that strife and the, the death that it causes, um, that's the energy that the Necronomicon feeds off on of that would enable those rights to awaken and free the older gods Okay, come into play. So, you know, through generations of man, Yarothotep actually, uh, comes from the Dreamlands, places the book in someone's hands. And they try and uh, enact the the rites, the rituals. And it fails every time, with the exception of the Civil War. So when this happens, um, Yerothotep appears, and he gives the Necronomicon to a capable cabal of cultists, and they take off in the Mexican desert. And for seven days and nights, they try and basically successfully perform the rites. One of them goes off. Um... Well, actually, both of them do to a degree, but the first one's a complete success and the older gods are actually awakened from this slumber. So they're awake and they realize they're actually entombed. They're, you know, they're imprisoned in like a dimensional exile. So the second ritual almost succeeds. The gates to, to free them begin to open, but at the last moment, good guys roll in, shoot up all the cultists. The book itself is a living relic, so the pages rip and scatter across the winds. And that kind of sets up a backstory. So you're, you're basically racing against cultists trying to reclaim some of the pages of this book along with everything else. The, the gates, while they were opened, a lot of bad things poured out into the world. Uh, the older guys didn't come out, but a lot of bad stuff did. So one of the bad effects was all of the corpses, uh, the soldiers' casualties, uh, basically rose. So you've got a lot of undead walking around. Which kind of has uh, kind of factors into an alternate history of why the Civil War came to an end. Got it. So you know, suddenly you've got six hundred plus thousand casualties of war that are rising up trying to go nom nom on the people that are still alive. And so hey, we better start working together and figure something out. So with that being said, you've got I think that that you've you've got the typical elements that you would have in a Wild West. I mean, like if you could, you could go after. Uh, uh, bank robbers or cattle rustlers. You could do all that, but there is a very strong element of a spaghetti Western where you're also, you know, going after the bad guys with tentacles sprouting out of their ears.
1: No, I like that. I think the interesting piece is that I look at, how do I just say this? So sometimes I, back in the day, I would look at like boot hill or whatever and say, so it's just like rustling cattle and shooting, yeah. you know, shooting bandits type of thing. Is that all there is to it? I actually remember people telling me the same thing back when I was running vampire or wraith or whatever. Oh, so you just run around and suck people's blood. That's all you do. (laughs) You know? And I think what you're telling, what I'm hearing from you is like, look, there's, there's this rich history and the backstory gives me, you know, what's the prime thing I'm doing in this game. What's the core activity. Right. Yeah. And that backstory has enough information. And like, look, the main thing is dealing with this thing that was landed on the earth. Right. So boom, you got to deal with Mm -hmm. this fucking deal. Um, figure out what you're going to do, stop it, save people, fix it, do something. And, uh, but it's being done then with that backdrop. So you have the wonderful, the historical limitations of, look, this was, you don't have fully automatic weapons. You've got gallon guns, you've got, you know, limited science aspects, limited, you know, you don't have decent hospitals and so on and so forth. Yeah. I like that. I like that. So
2: it's not a, it's not a good time to be, if you think about it, I mean, it's like you said, it's, 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 it's truly a wild west. I mean, people are heading out west to try and stake their manifest destiny. You know, they're trying to stake their claim, and and some of them are coming from the war, you know, uh, having bad experiences with that and just trying to start over with a family. So you've got that, but you've also got people who are listening and their ears are open to the whispers of the older gods that are now awake. So they're basically, there are just as many people that are, trying to release these Elder Gods to let them back into our world. So uh-huh. you've got that element as well. You've got all the things that you, I guess, all the tropes you'd have with a Wild West, but you've also got, there's a strong element for playability in that you're constantly trying to, you know, beat back the night, if that makes sense.
1: No, it does, because it has almost that Delta Green Yeah. aspect. But well, it, I've never it, played Delta
2: Green. I've always wanted to play Delta Green, but I've never had the chance. Okay. So.
1: But it's like you, know, you you've got I mean, the Wild West was very dangerous. People would get shot and they're like, What'd you shoot him for? Well, he was cheating at cards. Well, <laughs> he I was know. snoring. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but people get shot like, well, it was a clean kill because, you know, he called me a liar. What what? <laughs> you know? You, you hear those stories. And the other thing that I think is cool with what you've got cooking is you take people always talk about reskinning stories and taking an adventure, changing it, tweaking it or whatever, and there is so much in the wild west space between clint eastwood you know john wayne and everything else that's out there um you could even you could go and grab unforgiven which is oh a, yeah which is a badass movie and and read a, a weird west game or any rpg take that and say okay how do i tweak this how do i stand it on its head you know how do exactly. i do this so that there's actually cultists involved there's it's yeah. darker and nastier than that 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 plot that through line all that stuff is still there you just add cultists and something with tentacles, and you got it exactly. And you know, to be honest with you, I've
2: taken this game up through the years, and I've—I don't know how many folks are DCC players that are listening, but I've taken this game like on a Sunday or something when we're supposed to meet, and I, I for whatever reason I've had time to come up with something, you know, homebrew. I'll grab a DCC adventure that I've ran a few times and sit there for you know about an hour and just read through it and just reskin it with like an Old West. The last time I did that was with a, an adventure called the jeweler that dealt in stardust I okay that's the name of it and it was beautiful man i mean it was it was flawless but it was here it is you know i, I turned this adventure into a weird west adventure with like an hour's worth of work
1: so with the dcc chassis behind it, it as you said it's known for being kind of gonzo it's got a great community yeah. all that. but the system itself has it's got the dice chain um sean and i did a long time back a uh, uh, two-episode part with Jen Brinkman, which was great to just kind of, <clears throat> kind of explain, if you will, the whole DCC approach and, and the mechanics and all that yeah. stuff. So, were you drawn to that component of it because of the? I uh, it's it's an action-packed type of game system, is how yeah. I see it, and from what you're telling me is that it takes the cool part about, I, I guess to me anyway, a good western. There's there's these bouts of inactivity. But then the gunfights—it's just fucking—it's action, action, yeah, action. Yeah. And I see that when I have a DCC game, so we, that feels like a good fit to me. I guess is that is it, that kind of what drew you there too?
2: It is, and I think that I mean I love a lot of the mechanics in DCC. It's it's definitely not a perfect system, but I don't know if there is one. So hmm. you know you're gonna have I guess fans and you're gonna have your haters, but I think it's great, and I think the the dice chains uh, it's fun to play with the dice chain, but. Yeah, I mean, I wanted wanted that feel. I wanted that same feel in a Weird West game. So when you sit down at the table with me, you're going to be rolling dice within 30 minutes. And there's going to be some lulls, and there's going to be some times where, you know, you do need to do some investigating or, you know, some interactions with NPCs. But, yeah, I mean, you're going to—it's spaghetti western. That's kind of how I look at it, you know? Got it.
0: With our with Westerns, I don't know. I just haven't... Um, it hadn't caught you? It hadn't caught me. I get that. But it's, it's not it's not that I would not see why I wouldn't play it, right? Because there's gunfights. There's, I think, more role-playing opportunities probably in a Wild West game sometimes than probably a, dare I say,
1: you know... D&D game? maybe <laughs> yeah i would i would agree with you on that
0: i mean i think you have to have some component of it or else it i mean you can't have the shootout at the okay corral without i mean i guess you shoot everybody up but <laughs> there's some there's some uh A little backstory you know, there is yeah man you can't have i mean, boot,
1: the boot heel game was well known at least it was in my circles is like it will fucking murder you you get shot you die <laughs> right and that honestly and that actually drives people away from Call of Cthulhu in general because, at least the version of Call of Cthulhu I've always played, you get shot, you fucking die. I mean, you're a normal human in a regular world and you get shot in the arm. You don't just walk out of the hospital, well, I, you know, take a healing potion, and I leave. Yeah. Now you've got magic and stuff, but with the critical hit charts and everything else in DCC, shit is still very, very dangerous. Yeah. So it's not like. I mean, I've played with you, so I know guns are really dangerous, right? <laughs> if oh, yeah. you shoot somebody, yeah. shit fucking dies. You know, it's it's tough.
2: It, the fun thing is like giving everybody guns and then stepping back and watching them get into melee and start firing through melee, which in DCC that's a very bad thing. There there are more character on character deaths uh, than there are me killing people. It's <laughs> I so think fun.
1: last time we played, I think Bruce Cunnington, I think, shot. <laughs> Three other people in the group at least. He shot more people. he shot more people than the yeah, ever shot bad guys. He did. He
2: did. Uh
1: you gotta love Bruce. So. Yeah, you, can,
0: you give an English guy a couple of six shooters, man. I mean, and just, it's it all crazy. Over. Yeah. Start
2: shooting
1: Yankees. That's what happens.
2: <laughs> but yeah, you, you're right. I mean, uh, and and I think it was uh and guns are deadly in dark trails too, don't get me wrong. Um you can you can definitely do some some damage, but to I think that you know that that's kind of how it needs to be. Um, you're not going to die from one shot. I mean, if you're a first or second level character, then obviously that's that's you know. I mean, I think you're you're kind of taking that chance, but um, I think we did a pretty good job with guns in Dark Trails. I think you guys will dig it. You may or may not remember Brett, but we used the gun
1: deck, which is kind of cool. Yep, that is cool. Yep, oh, I like it. So let me think about this. So. A Wild West game, Dave, when you looked at this, you said, hey, you know, you got into Westerns when you got older and said, hey, I like the DCC chassis, you want to add some weirdness to it. Is there, um, most people I know who are playing or talk about, and again, I don't know anybody who's doing it. I, I hear, you know, you, you're a friend of mine. I know you. Hey, he's running the thing. I know yeah. this. But I, I talk to other people online who, are, you know, I don't necessarily think are friends because they just happen to be in a chat board with them type of thing. But everybody I know, online or I read who's playing a version of a wild west game is always a weird west game there's yeah. magic there's deadlands or something um and i don't know if that is just a response from how do i add something to this historical event to make it more fantastic or something or if it's i don't know what the draw to that is or, or guess why people want to do yeah. go for that but i don't know i don't know anybody's ever played aces and eights I can, yeah. read a, I can read a review or something, but I do not know anybody who's like, "Oh yeah, I play as and AIS as a campaign, and this is what we we do this all the time." And you know, I'm now sheriff of this town. I I don't know anybody yeah. who's doing that. It feels almost like a Sid Meier Civilization game versus it, it an RPG. It seems like
2: you're. I mean, I could be wrong because, like you, I've never played in just a standard Wild West game. But it's it's. I think, and Sean had it, what? What do you do? You know, after the first two or three sessions, what's the pull or the draw? To get you to stay in a game where it's, you know, I guess kind of based off the real world with no uh, fantasy elements or weird elements thrown in. I think you almost have to, to keep it from getting boring.
1: You look at a, a movie, I mean, this is, I was just watching The Revenant, which is not oh, Wild yeah. West, right? Still a good movie, though. That's a very good movie. There's pieces of mysticism within it, right? Yeah. Where there's there's strangeness and there's... If You take that the frontier days from there, and even again, like you look at the wild west, you, you talk about the earps, you talk about um the the jimbuies and the mm-hmm. and the bridgers, and these guys from that from these other times. And now I'm losing my mind, uh, Doc Holidays and all these different names that show up between the frontier time, like um, you know, flintlock period, and then the wild west. There's all of this mythology about these men and women who did crazy stuff. I remember one can't remember what was a Ripley's Believe It or Not TV show, Believe It or, uh, Believe it or Not, from back in the 80s, <laughs> where you've got, it, who the hell was it? It was, uh. anyway, the guy doing the doing the show is talking Jack, about this person. Jack Plants. Jack Plants, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plants is talking, and it turns out this one badass, roughed-up cowboy was actually a woman, and she had just dressed as a man her whole life in this town. Nobody knew it until she died. You're like, wow, that's kind of an interesting story, that that timeline or you know, what was accepted, what isn't. And you hear all these great mythology pieces behind it, so I think that this penchant we have for taking the weird West and throw it in there, there's some weird shit in the West already. Yeah, the, the mythology behind it. You watch like True Grit or something, like, oh, that's the man who's who's been shot 52 times, but he's still standing, or he can you know shoot a fly in the ass at 50 paces without <laughs> even looking. That's that's mythological level yeah. stuff that's happening.
2: And and there's there's so much of that to to just mine you know i mean it, it's like you said i mean you can pop a movie in you can pick up a book it doesn't even have to be a weird west movie and and it if you watch it like when you, you talk about uh unforgiven i mean i think his character's name was William money but that guy in and of himself could almost be a demon i mean
1: oh yeah yeah he, he doesn't die <laughs> exactly he gets the shit stomped out of him yeah. and he just and he comes back and kills everybody <laughs> just won't quit but yeah, I see what you're saying. There's
2: a, there's just a ton of elements that, that I think make, without the Weird West, I think just going through like a typical Wild West movie or something, you can find elements in just about all of those that have a little bit of mysticism to them or borderline supernatural, you know?
1: <coughs> now, I didn't prep you for this out of time, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Oh, so when it. we <laughs> when we start talking about that time and place, there is there's racial tension out there, oh, yeah. right? Because it's right after the Civil War. Yeah. If you don't know what that was about, kids, you should have paid more attention <laughs> in school. But when you get out there, there's a lot of racial tension in all over the place. Yeah. People hate the Irish. They don't like African Americans. They don't like they don't like Chinese. They don't like Native mm-hmm. Americans. There's a lot of that hate that's out, and it yeah. permeates a lot of that stuff. So I played with you and. You know, looking at the classes and the, and the bits and pieces you've shown me, I don't see. Obviously, you're not you're not a dick, so your game isn't <laughs> focusing on like, hey, I'm gonna do this, right? Uh, yeah. So when when you're running when you're building something, you're looking at that time frame. Even if you took the fact that you're, you know, say, Dark Trails isn't even going to be published, or whatever. When you're running a game like that in a historical time frame, do you? How do you dodge this? Uh, yeah. How do you dodge it? Because it's, I mean, yeah. it's not even dodge. It's like, I don't. Do I even want to deal with that? It's yeah. not even fun, you know.
2: It's uh, it's something that has been in the back of my mind uh, from point A to point B because I know that you know, it's it's a sensitive matter and it should be. I, I totally get that. And you know, the more research I did on um, you know Native Americans and and how things were back in the day with immigrants and you know all of the above, it, it's a it's a sad time. It really is. You know, um. So how do you how do you handle that in a game? And it's a uh, it's it's a it's a tricky subject, you know, since the kickstarter has has began begun, I've had a few people who've wanted Native American classes, you know, and and I don't think they understand, but you know, in the back of your mind you've got to think, well, I don't want to, you know, I want to be respectful. I don't want to offend people, you know, especially a Native American because I throw a Native American class in that doesn't really have a whole lot of thought behind it, you know.
1: Yeah, because um, if you if you do that incorrectly, it becomes it's disrespectful. It, I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. You you can very easily glom onto the worst of all stereotypes. Yeah, or yeah. even any stereotype that whitewashes or just paints over something. And or raise
2: appropriation. It. I don't. I don't want to be accused of that. You know either. So my, my thoughts were this: um, up to the Civil War, everything is pretty accurate that that happens historically. But um, when the the Civil War, it, it comes to an end it comes to an end because this much more i don't know darker thing is threatening to come into the world and it's already reared its face by um there's a period of time where these rituals are performed it's called the seven days of night and it's like a there's a a total eclipse for 7 days and all kinds of astral phenomena but Things are twisting and turning and the, the parts of the earth are, are warping to the taint of the elder gods that, you know, are, are basically in the process of being freed. So when, when you've got 600,000 uh, corpses uh, rising up all of a sudden that you've got to deal with it, it, in a way, I think the, there's still that tension between, you know, the, uh, there's still the racial divide there but in a way it it's it was my way of trying to bring everybody together um even if there's still grudges if there's still going to be issues i thought that would be a good way to kind of i don't know bring uh i mean i could have stuck with with i guess history as it is and a lot of the weird west out there do that um but some of them go a different direction and i wanted to do that so uh, to kind of get to where I think you're going with that um, I really want it, anything dealing with you know Native Americans immigrants uh, you know uh, African Americans I want it to be based on a foundation of respect and and from there I, I want you know the, the, the fantasy elements or the the gonzo elements to stem from that foundation if that makes sense so I uh,
1: no, I it mean, does. Like, I mean, because and, we, and we've talked about
2: this. You know, I've I've asked you. You know, we've had talks about it. I think at, at GaryCon this past year, and and I think the right way to do it mm-hmm. is to find people who are involved in in our community that you know I, I think who are 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 very knowledgeable, and and I'd love to find a Native American writer to to you know to get with and say, hey, man. Let's, let's do this, show me what you've got, and, and let's make something really cool for this game, uh, you know, based on history. Take uh, the Apaches and, and really do them upright, you know, their beliefs, their traditions, uh, their ceremonies, you know, things that, that are historically accurate, and then really bring them out and make it something cool, you know, add a little bit of a twist, and and just, you know, try and come up with something that's different, but Everybody looks at it and says, you know, that's pretty cool. I dig that.
1: Yeah, I think one of the one of the things that I like what you said there, Dave, so thank you very much. I think the other thing that's in that's cool is that you know, look at what you're doing, you know, even deadlands from you know the Savage Worlds crew and stuff, there is a different problem. There's more to deal with than yeah. that. Right? <clears throat> you're talking about elder gods, Narlathotep, horrible, nasty things happening. The dead are walking we've got bigger fish to fry than worrying about whether I'm, you know, I I don't happen to like you because just the way you look or whatever it is. I want to be, yeah, there's there's more, the core activity of your game is not dealing with that stuff, but it's dealing with a larger problem. And I like, I like what you're saying there and it makes sense to me. So I think that was a good approach. That makes, that's a good way to go. Well,
2: I hope, you know, I hope it, I don't know, I hope talking about it on the show and this is the first time I've really, you know, talked publicly about it on the podcast. I've done a few, in the last month but i hope that people a understand me who i am as a person and know that what i'm trying to do you know i'm I'm trying to bridge a gap and do it in such a way to where everybody is happy to the point to where you know i, I don't want anybody walking away saying man that guy's an asshole i can't believe he did that you know <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah well once they meet you no i'm kidding. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so hopefully uh hopefully what's in the book and what comes down the pipes in the future will be some products that, you know, I'm not going to say it's going to set a new standard or it's going to be something that you haven't seen before, but I don't think it's going to be something that you find. I don't know. I think it'll fit if that makes sense.
1: No, it does. That works. I like that. So Dave, am I, um, let me ask you this one. Is there anything from like a wild west perspective or anything that if someone says, Hey, I want to run a game, in the West, how much do I need to, Should I, is there a movie I should watch? Do I need to know all this history? You know, can I, how would you, other than like, here, buy my book, <laughs> right? Um, where do you start? Because there's so, it's such a rich historical time frame, and like I said, there's myth and rumor and craziness around it. If nothing else, where would I start or where should, where did you start even?
2: Um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm getting choked up for some reason. I started with uh, Deadlands, but in all honesty, when I was running Deadlands, I don't know a lot about the, I didn't read through the whole game. I didn't read through the whole history. I just took the rules and adapted it to what I thought would be kind of a cool weird West. You know, I've always dug the, the mythos Lovecraft. So I was like, you know what? I want to do this. I want to put, um, these elements together in a a Western environment and see if people dig it. So once uh, the home group we, when we played, they, you know, they were like, Hey man, this is really cool. I dig these classes. That was when I think it kind of sparked me to reach out. So I started, uh, watching movies, you know, there's a, there's a, a very large list of weird West movies that are really good. Um, some really? of not, some of them not so good, but most of them not so good, but yeah, there are some pretty nice gems there. And I think that, um, there's actually, I believe on Facebook, uh, I can't remember, there's a weird West group. If you find me on Facebook, you can certainly find it that way. And there's even talks of an appendix W uh, podcast possibly being started just about the weird West. Yeah. And uh, but there's a list that someone has posted. It may have been Bob Brinkman. I'm not sure with just tons of movies that, that would make great, you know, brain food for, for whatever you're doing. But uh, movies, it's it's hard for me to really commit to a, a large novel at this point in time because if I'm if I'm not writing I feel like I should be I know I know, yeah. I know
1: yeah. that feel bro
2: <laughs> no. so I, I've been reading a lot of compilations of short stories which is perfect because there's plenty of uh, just go on Amazon Prime and type in weird West and it will like. there's a ton of stuff so um, short stories comics uh, Jonah Hex you know yep. I, I've got the the last run of Jonah Hex. I love those books. And uh hell even music, man. I mean I've I've listened to music while I write. I don't know if you do or not, but Mm -hmm. absolutely. I've got a huge Dark Trails playlist on Spotify. So I think everybody pulls inspiration from their own medium that they prefer, you know. Maybe some people blow through a book, you know, like it's nothing. I know Bob Brinkman, he's I think he can read like five books in the time it takes
1: me to read one. Now he's a uh, machine. He and I were talking. to Gary kind of like, dude, how how do you? Holy crap! Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's a robot of some sort. But, yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you. After I played with you and I saw, I, I watched Hateful Eight on uh, Netflix. I oh, watched, good movie. I went through Hateful Eight. I'm like, this is Dark Trails game. This is Dark Trails. It game. Is. It this is, is a fucking is. Dark Trails. I gotta do this game. This is gonna be fun because it's totally. It's it's got all the
2: right pieces. So I again, think that Dark Trails is a skeleton and there's so many things that you could add to that skeleton as the meat and muscle and it could be a movie it could be a book i mean it it could be a comic there's so many things that you can do with that genre i think you just need a good system that you that you like that's fun and i think that the classes from dark trails add a, a fun element to the game as well so yeah i mean I, I don't think anybody who who picks up dark trails or you know hell it could be deadlands even if you didn't want to use the backstory of Deadlands. You've got a set of rules that you really dig. Um, once you find that, I think inspiration's everywhere. It just depends upon, you know, pick your poison, I guess.
1: Was there, talking about the mechanics now, was there any part of the DCC rule set that when, you, when you're when you pulling this together as a standalone, they said, you know what, there's no flow Jitson. Ah, you know what, I'm not going to deal with this. I'm going to do something. Did you leave anything out?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, you you get the... if. People who play DCC, you will very easily recognize the parts that were included in Dark Trails. There's some elements of Dark Trails that uh, I felt that it was better to create some new mechanics. Aside from just basic guns, I mean, that was a given. But um, alignment was one of the things that in DCC, it it kind of follows the standard RPGs. You know, you've got your chaotic, lawful, neutral alignments. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like that fit the Weird West... I don't know. It just didn't feel right because if you think about people in the West, take William Money. We already talk about him. You know, he was a badass, a murderer, and and then he he hooked up with a a, a, a fine woman and had a family, and she straightened him out. You know, she turned him into a shitty farmer, but yep. he was he was trying. <laughs> yep. and, and then the wife dies, and he's he's failing miserably at trying to take care of his kids. And then Morgan Freeman's character rides up and says, "Hey, got a job." So he goes from bad to good or try kind of good and then in the end he's a son of a bitch. So I wanted an alignment system that could kind of follow that, you know?
1: So you've got where, some flexibility you can kind of flow in and out depending on yeah, where you're at. Yeah, it's 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 designed in such a
2: way to where there are three paths. Everybody starts out walking the line. Um, so consider that maybe like a neutral kind of alignment. Okay. But then through play, you know, you, you, you're you obviously – you're a hero in this game. So you're either going to do really good things or there may be times when you do really bad things. So if you do some really good things uh, – and when I say good things, I mean like truly putting yourself uh, in, in harm's way for your friends or, or risking those t- 22 orphans from that burning church, you know, putting mm-hmm. yourself – when you do things like that, you actually – Kind of go towards the path of what I call the righteous. Got it. Whereas if you let that church burn down, or maybe you set it on fire, whoops, uh, <laughs> you drift down towards the path of the damned. So the thing is, trying to create an alignment system that actually maybe affects play a little bit enough to where it becomes an element of story, but not too much to where you have to, I guess, police alignments. If that makes sense.
1: No, it does. So, so the way the, I, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, I was gonna say that that ties into if you're good there, I was gonna say that actually ties into like the sanity component. I know you haven't played. Yeah, yeah, C- yeah. You haven't played Call of Cthulhu, but you know what the sanity mechanism I is. I know
2: that it, you I think the sanity mechanic may be a little more severe. I think I played Call of Cthulhu the last time was probably I don't know, maybe five or six years ago. So I don't know what edition that was. But okay. um it seemed like it factored a a pretty good deal. I think you have sanity points, and once you lose your sanity points, you go insane, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so with with DCC, I didn't want that to be a major factor in the game. I wanted it to factor. So the way the the way we work around that is there's a new stat um, in Dark Trails that's not in DCC. Uh, it's called Grit, and Grit is a combination. It's, it's a derivative of your personality, which is kind of like wisdom for people who don't play DCC and your stamina so it's like your physical and mental ability to handle stress that comes from seeing things that probably shouldn't exist in your world gotcha um during the course of an adventure let's say you're playing a module that may last three sessions during those three sessions if you fail uh grit checks which are basically fear checks but if you fail those checks one of the penalties of that is you lose grit points so through the course of that one adventure, you start to cave to stress to the point to where if you lose all of your grip points, you actually kind of have a, a, a minor meltdown. Um, that's when you might develop a phobia or a derangement. It's kind of like you've cracked and you're on the edge. But the thing is, when you finish the adventure, you kind of have some downtime. So I don't think this happens in Cove Cthulhu, but I could be wrong. But in Dark Trails, when you finish this last big adventure, you have some downtime. So you kind of, you know, you, you you stabilize mentally. So unless you went to zero grit, you're going to go right back up to that total for the next
1: adventure, if that makes sense. Well, it does. <coughs> Excuse me. So it's not, yeah, it's not as quickly replenished as like hit points in a and d thing or whatever. Um, but right. it's it's going to have an impact for the story. Right? Yeah, now if, if, they, you, if you start to lose it, it's going to mess you up or cause problems exactly. or whatever. But it the, doesn't destroy the character. Exactly. the
2: The average grit's probably going to be twelve or maybe thirteen. So you figure if you do happen to reach that point to where you go to zero, you will charge back up at the end of the adventure. But your total is permanently reduced by one. So there is a slow descent when you lose all of your grit permanently. You become you know, insane, basically. But I don't think it's as harsh as maybe some of the Call of Cthulhu sanity checks might be. But there and mm-hmm. again, I'm not sure.
1: So one of the things I was going to kind of talk to you about a little bit was the, you know, when we talk alternate history and we're adding a layer of, you know, fantasy on top of this, the um the horror aspect, I know you did Carnival of the Damned, and mm-hmm. I know that the horror is, like, is a thing for you, right? Oh, yeah, I love it. So I, I started thinking about, before I got on the mic with you, like different... Shows you know different movies. I thought about. I have not yet seen it, but Bone Tomahawk. Oh, you haven't seen that yet. I haven't seen it yet. That's on my list. I gotta watch that. And it's when I watch that, and even some of the old Clint Eastwood movies. It's not horror, but it can be if you put yourself in the in as the character. You know, you're getting your ass stomped. Yeah. And there's levels of terror and horror. And even if you look at some of the. The war, right? I mean, not just similar, but the, the Civil War is yeah. got to be It's terrifying, right? Oh, yeah. There's horror there, and I think there's enough other components because of the mythology. I think horror really lends itself well to the thing you're going to fight is bad, mm-hmm. you know. So when your characters are going up against, you know, whatever the big bad is, or or its servants or cultists or whatever. It doesn't feel to me like there'd be a lot of morally ambiguous. Well, maybe the guy with the tentacles coming out of his eyeballs is really a nice dude. We just got to give him a break. I think it's like that motherfucker, shoot him, you know? Yeah. I think it's going to be. Because when I played with you, the shit we ran into at the end, I'm like, burn it all. We're all like that dead. Burn everything. There was no. There was no moral ambiguity on this horror. Yeah. It was like, that's, that's that, got to go.
2: Was that the as above, so below when you guys go under the earth? And, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. that <laughs> That's one adventure that it will never make it to print
1: because it's got some
2: pretty twisted stuff at the end. But, yeah, I get what you're saying.
1: <laughs> but you run horror in anything that's modern or real world. And it's, to me anyway, at least the way, the way I'm understanding what you're laying out there, it's very... It gives you a clear bad guy or bad bad people bad yeah. things. These things have to go. Yes, there's the uh, you know if you side with them in some way, y'all are twisted, warped or corrupted. That's not good. Where like in a and fantasy game, like well, I'm kind of chaotic evil, but I still hang out with the paladin a little bit. We have little arguments. <laughs> yeah, you know, that is not going to happen. You know, it's like a call. It's very it has that Call of Cthulhu vibe in a way. Like when that dude in the party. He or she gets, you know, loses sanity or yeah. they start casting the wrong spells. You go, I'm sorry, but Susan's got to go. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> the, exactly. group just, the group, like, nope, sorry, bang. So it feels part of the, the core activity, all the different stuff in the game, the horror aspects of it, if nothing else, from a unifying perspective, as we talked about before, yeah. is really strong because you have to band together to defeat this thing. Because yeah. you, your one dude, your bagger. he's not going to do that by himself, can't do it, needs yeah. help. No, you're right. I think that
2: that's uh, – I mean, you nailed it on the on the head there, I think.
1: I think what would be interesting is that any folks who listen to this one, when they if like, oh, I know this game. Honestly, if you've got a list of some kick-ass westerns or if you've played them and you've had good fun with them or what you have enjoyed and so forth, I'd be really interested to hear about it because it's it's a genre that just doesn't seem to take off well on its own. And I think what Dave's doing here by adding this horror component to it is is just really cool i think it's it's a good way to like i said add a really kick-ass core activity i keep saying that but the thing you're going to do and you're going to deal with so that you've got stuff to do instead of just it sounds corny but just rustling cattle or shooting bandits you know
2: well that's what you do in your downtime you know you're you're trying to live a i guess a normal life and, and build something new or whatever it is you were doing before all this happens, and then you've got these supernatural elements that rear their ugly head every now and then, and it's time to strap on the guns and and take
1: care of business. So, Dave, is there any piece of either Wild West gaming, the Weird West, or your game that we didn't talk about that you're hoping to throw out at us here?
2: No, I think we've covered a lot of it. Um, I think that uh, if you're a DCC fan and you dig Westerns, I think there's something in this book. My my goal was just real simple. Um, you might hate five of the chapters in the book, but if you come away with something that you dig, uh, that I'm gonna be happy with that. Obviously, I want you to love the book, but there's there's a lot of material in here that will help you. You don't necessarily have to subscribe to my background and my backstory, and and considering that it's been left kind of light on backstory and, and things, you know, dealing with that, because you may not, you know, your version of the weird West may have absolutely nothing to do with what I've got in the book. So I'd wanted to give you tools that you could use to, you know, that if you did want to take it this route, there's something in the book, there's town generators, there's weird weather generators. There's all kinds of weird tables and stuff that you can use to, you know, take your own skeleton of the weird West and put muscle on it. However you see fit.
1: So let me check here. I'm like going over to the Kickstarter page. Going to do a little refresh. Yeah, you just got another backer. You at 32, 857. <laughs> this shit just won't stop. Forget well,
2: that. the sad thing is, is I'm like two days. I think I told you guys, you know, I'm trying to get through a birthday weekend. And at 50 years old, they get harder. Um, and a uh, weekend of gaming Pete span, actually, he lives pretty close by. So he came down cause he's going to do some stuff with dark trails and I wanted to run him through it. And so I'm, I'm very exhausted. So it's, it's cool that people are still backing it when there's no, you know, stretch goals or add ons listed. That's hopefully going to change tonight though. So we'll see by the time the show airs, there should be plenty
1: up. Cool. I think the other thing that I, I appreciate what you did was your, your, your levels aren't stupid right you can like 20 bucks you got pdfs and so on there your intro level levels are solid yeah where you you're you're going to get in there you don't have to drop an arm or a leg just to get something cool so well, if you know, you're interested in it you can get in at a pretty decent price yeah
2: i mean if, i have had a few people say wow that's that's too that's too pricey for me and and i get that but i don't think a lot of people understand how much art i've already procured for the book i mean i don't even know how many pieces i've, I've been buying art uh, for three years now. So you're, you're basically, when you look at the thousands of hours, I've probably put into working on this project, it's probably going to be around 500 pages and it's going to be chunk full of, of things that you can use. So you're getting so much for the money, you know, even if it, if if the PDF is a little more than what you normally would pay, I promise you, you're, you're getting a, a solid book, you know, whether you, you
1: chip in for the hardcover or you do the PDF. I'll tell you, man, 20, what is it? 20 bucks for the PDF? I mean, yeah. for, for God's sakes, that's not that bad. Now, yeah. granted, somebody out there can't afford it, and that, it's oh, yeah. unfortunate, right? There's, there are Kickstarters out there like, oh, wow, I should get in on that. And like, oh, I'd be that stupid right now. I got a wife and five kids. I should probably yeah. help help them get through college. But Dave i will give money to. So <laughs> one of my kids isn't going to eat this week. One of my kids ain't eating this week, but I don't care. I'm going to get a cool book. <laughs>
2: This is true. Well, the hardback, <laughs> I think the standard hardback is going for 65. And again, that's, that's, I get it. That's pricey for a book. But when you look at like Jeffrey Talanian's Astonishing Swordsman book, it's, I think it may be similarly priced or maybe even a little more expensive. You know, we're independent publishers or printers. So the print run is not going to be as large as say like, you know, Goodman Games when they're doing DCC books. So it's it's, there's not as big a margin there. So I hate it. You know, I wish I could throw this book out for 40 bucks but you know when you look at everything that's in it and everything we even want to put in it with additional art it's just it's not feasible so i hope oh. people can afford
1: it well it's one of those pieces where you if you do if you do it stupid one way or the other you do you're too expensive right and everybody's like oh it wasn't worth it blah 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 yeah. i think you're, i think you're in a good sweet spot it's unfortunate for some people who can't yeah. get in and maybe it's a piece like you know because the damn thing is going to get published you can buy it later yeah, and you, you know the other thing that happens here is that you are you're setting yourself up so that you're not going to be every penny. You know, you're like, oh my god, I'm I'm already I've already lost money, right? Yeah. So you, you hear those stories of the Kickstarters that go, that went in, and well, nobody got paid. Oh, yeah. I couldn't pay this right. I don't I, couldn't do I don't want to go and, in that book. <laughs> no, you don't. You do not want to be. You do not want. I be enjoy
2: fu- going to conventions. I enjoy <laughs> my friends. I don't want to have the book like. I don't want to be clubbed in the back of the head with my own book.
1: Yeah, you don't you don't want to end up on um, Tenkar's list, right? <laughs> along, along with no, uh, I a, do not. F- along with Far West. You don't want to be that guy. Oh, yeah, I definitely don't.
0: <laughs> All right. Sean, we good, man? Yeah, let's do die roll. The die roll. Too many four miscellaneous points of gaming the geekery we want to share with our BSers, Dave. I don't know, and you can share if you've got any um, off the top of your head. So I jotted a few based on what's going on. So there, the first one, which is not uh, episode related, is the Adventure Tactics, uh, Damian's Tower, coming to Kickstarter Q2 2019. It's an encounter based campaign driven deck builder with five different classes and over 700 cards. Wow. Jesus. Somebody brought that to our attention on on Twitter and uh, fairly impressed by some of the looks of that. So there's a link in the show notes to the website that will show you like the cards and the the artwork and even some play um, videos. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, And then, of course, to uh, coincide with the topic of the... Episode We have Aces and Eights by Kenzer & Company for folks that aren't familiar with Wild West RPGs that are out there. There's Savage Worlds, Deadlands, which has got a little bit of Weird West to it. The classic Boot Hill 3rd Edition you can get on Drive Thru. It actually says from Wizards of the Coast, a.k.a. TSR. Dave, we'll put a link to your Kickstarter for Dark Trails. Everybody Sweet. go out there and check it out. It's already funded, so and it's already like half-baked, right, Dave? Yeah, like... <laughs> Yeah, everything like done, right?
1: No, no. Dave's totally baked, man.
0: Oh, Dave's totally <laughs> baked. You mean, you mean where the project baked. stands?
1: Or? Yeah. yeah, for, yeah from, the, a, from a writing perspective. Yes, Dave, draft, not your
0: mental state. The,
2: the, jackass. The, the, <laughs> the rough draft is done. Uh, there's It's just going to mean I'm going to go through it a couple of passes and try and polish it up and tighten it here and there. Because there were the magic section and the bestiary section. There was a lot of freelance help that I got from some cool people um uh, John Hook, you guys may or may not know that name. He's done a lot of Goodman Games, uh Cthulhu and some of the DCC adventures, Bob Brinkman, uh Brandon Garinger. So there's a lot of people there. So I'm going to need to make sure that it's all cohesive and kind of falls under the umbrella of the Dark Trails. So.
0: Nice. Great art. Thanks. Oh yeah,
1: Jesus yeah, it looks good. Yeah. Um
2: And that's just th- going to get better. I mean, there's going to be uh, I mean the, the m- probably the majority of the money that it does make will be put into art. Um, by the same people that I've already been using, but also looking at uh well i uh, first starter, San Julian's doing the painted cover, so that's for those of you who know who he
1: is, uh, he's a badass. Yeah, that's that's good stuff, man. Yeah.
0: And then uh I don't know, there's tons of Western books out there, but Louis Elmo Louis El- Lamore. Louis Lamore. Yeah, yeah, he's like that guy's—I don't know how many books he has out. No,
1: he was—he was a machine. I worked bookstores oh, yeah. through college, and that guy cranked out more. Basically, you know, men's fantasy western books than anybody else I can think of offhand. There's yeah. a ton, and ton, ton of stuff out there.
0: Yeah, I'm sure there's more than just Louis stuff. But uh, if you oh, need yeah. some western inspiration, then you got all the movies.
2: Well, check out the—I uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the Dark Trails group on Facebook. I'm pretty sure that list has been posted and it's a very very nice list of movies. Um check that out if you're looking for some inspiration and you just want to watch a flick, you know as opposed to uh delving into a book. It's out there. Just look for uh, Dark Trails RPG on Facebook. Got it. Sweet.
0: All right. Cool. And, well, uh, yeah. I
2: will be uh yeah, I don't know ahead. when this is going to air, but I'll be in North Texas. Uh, in a couple of weeks, running dark trails, I may do some off the book stuff. So if you're at North Texas, come by and say hey, I have some swag, uh, bookmarks, buttons, things like that to make you smile.
0: Where else do they find more of? Where do they find more of the Dave? <laughs> if they wanted to,
2: uh, you can find dark trails on. I always say, well, I want to say PP wee Is that what it is or Me-Wee. M-E-W-E.
1: Miwi, yeah,
2: Miwi. We, we're on Miwi, we, Dark Trails RPG, Twitter, which is an alien organism. I don't know how, to, but I've got a buddy who's handling the Twitter account for that because hashtags break me out in hives. And uh, <laughs> we're on Instagram as well. So uh, and there's a website, uh, www.darktrailsrpg.com. I guess that's what you're asking me, right? Yeah, yeah. man. I Whatever mean, you, do you want to... me to like,
1: list my phone number. or...
0: Well, that's up to you, but I don't uh, know if you'll ever. I mean, you have your social security number,
1: your mother's maiden name. I got a couple documents I need to run. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. All right, I think All we're right. good, man. Sweet.
2: Let's let let's let, uh, let's let Dave get the hell out of here. All right, guys. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate. It. I love you both.
1: Thank thanks, you, man. Dave. Thank. Good to having you.
0: So, Brett, what are we talking about next week?
1: I can't remember. We're going to talk about it before I remember David. Hindrances. hindrances, That's what we're talking about. We're going to talk about hindrances, flaws, and that type of thing. We've hashed it out a little bit before. Kojo gave us some more to think about and so did a couple of the listeners. So we're going to come back at it.
0: All right. Well, excellent. I think that wraps it up for this week, if I'm not mistaken. Brett, are you good? I am good, sir. All right. Well, then, uh, in this case, uh, as always, I'm Sean.
1: And I'm Brett. Good night and good game and all.
0: This episode of Gaming and BS brought to you with the help from the following BSers. Graham Miner, Corey Wynn, Andy Hall, Hawk Sparrow, Larry Hout, Mark Saka, Pure Mongrel, Chris Steele, Ron Bishop, Thomas Hook, Wayne Humphrey, Craig, Brandon Barnes, Laramie Wall, Dan LaValley, Jason Hobbs, Sky, Roger Brasslet, John Hammersley, Old School DM, Perry Basor, Michael Dinos, Jim Fitzpatrick, Christopher Gray, Bruce Cunnington, John Coward. God, blast it all, John. K-Word, John k Corey Gonzalez, Eileen Barnes, Robert Nemeth, Nile Diamond, Angus, Howard Bishop, Stefan Dragonspawn, Mark Anthony, Benedetti, Eric Salzwito, Trevor Davis, The Closet Gamer, Jeff Goad, Aaron Coleman, Ray Otis, C.W. Mellencamp, Craig Huber, Rich Wishon. Chad Gleyman, Finnolf Merkel, like Lord Tentacle, Joe Swick, Curtis Takahashi, Josh Wallace, Kevin Lovecraft, Andy Olson, Tony Sugarloaf-Baker, and Jeff Seifert. For ways to support the show, head over to GamingMBS.com forward slash support dash us. Thanks, BSers! This, this has been a Litterbox Box Studio production. production.